The award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Greg Fleet. Guess what? We're playing James Blunt's Wise Men. That's coming up at this hour. There's also a bit of Iggy Pop and Eskimo Joe. And hey, what else? We've got Talkback Mountain. We're going behind the rock. And we're crossing to Ed Cavalli for his World Cup update from the United States. Not sure what that's about, but it's all coming up live around Australia, the country where apparently it's no longer kosher to force your genitals into somebody else's face. Further proof of how political correctness is being taken to ridiculous extremes. That's REM with Orange Crush. Good morning, everybody. It's Get This right around the nation on uh, Triple M. I think you'll find uh, myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marzel. How you doing, Tony? And uh, look, it's all brought to you by the classiest van around the Mercedes Vito. It's the van of the year. It's got the Mercedes leather. Has it really? Yeah, it does. From Lost in America. Oh, it's a bonus. <laughs> Sounds a... like the Mercedes Corleone. Oh, it? look, the obscure film <laughs> reference has lured in Greg Fleece. <laughs> Oh, you know you can always drag me out with any kind of a veto reference. <laughs> I wasn't going to speak, but I oh, just... Oh. It's the van of the year, Fleety. Sure is. <laughs> Who couldn't... Have you been in a van? Have you been touring around on the... I have indeed, and I said, next time I'm not going unless it's a veto. Oh, mm, it, wow. well, I've been touring around Country WA. Right. And what's... And, uh, it's kind of weird. It's like... The slogan for that area should be, I came for the mining, but I stayed for the racism. <laughs> it's just so intense. But, uh, it, it was, <laughs> we actually lived in a compound in one town, and, and they said, you've got to be back by 10 o'clock, because that's when we shut the gate. And I, I said, I'm a bit of a rebel, and I said, well, what if I get back after 10? And the woman went, no one ever has. <laughs> Why are the comedians living in a compound? I don't know. I have no idea. But it's just like... You know, like, I couldn't work out if it was to keep them out or to keep us in. Oh. It was very weird. Like, compounds and, uh, you know, after a while, it just was, I was going mad. And I actually went to the bottle shop um, using the theory, when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and the guy in the bottle shop went, went, you're off TV. And I said, you've got no idea how off TV I am. <laughs> now, look, you are still on TV to an extent, Greg no, Sometimes. Because uh, my wife reckons that's your voice doing Boy. a plasticine golden Labrador. Hey, what do you mean plasticine golden Labrador? That, that's a real dog. I am the yellow dog from the home hardware ads. It may be plasticine to you, my friend. <laughs> and to me, that is canine to the bone. My wife is so into <laughs> sandy-coloured Labradors. Well, that's how, my name in the, in the ad. And how cute they are. <laughs> that, like, she can even get impressed by one that's made out of plasticine. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It's the voice that she likes, Tone. It's the voice. <laughs> there it's you a, go. Oh, it's great. It's a great job. The uh, I won't go into Bunnings. I mean, I, not, I've got nothing against Bunnings, but I'm a, I'm a yellow dog home hardware man. Yeah, but aren't Bunnings also represented by a sandy-coloured Labrador to some extent? Shh, don't tell anyone. I've got two gigs. <laughs> to, to some extent, yellow or sandy-coloured Labradors to me represent... Tools and home improvements of all kinds, really. And toilet paper, too, Absolutely. if you notice. Pretty Absolutely. much any product can be improved. <laughs> by by the you. use of yellow, sandy-coloured <laughs> Labrador. <Tiny> sandy-coloured <laughs> Labrador. Oh, you watch John Howard, the next election. Vote oh. for me and you'll get a sandy-coloured <laughs> Labrador. <laughs> Forget about the IR legislation. Look at this pup. <laughs> ich bin ein sandy-coloured Labrador. Hey, you've been in a compound. Any turkey <laughs> slapping? Going on oh, in the compound? No, 
not as such. But uh, yeah. I was I was I was kind of looking for some. But uh, I, I was at one stage standing at the stage door of a theatre in Country WA, and there's two guys drinking in the car park about 50 metres away. <laughs> right. And one of them said, uh, one of them looked over to, and he was with his mate. And he went, he went, oi! Now I had a hat on, right, a normal hat, and this guy went, so he went, what do you mean, oi? Check out that dickhead. He's got some weird shit on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be all big city or anything, but we call it a hat. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously one of them city slickers. Yeah. Ooh, hat boy. Rather mm. a hat than somebody's genitalia, I say. Oh, usually, yes. Uh, as you know, there's been turkey slapping going on in the oh, Big Brother house. Plenty. Then there was outrage. But now, the backlash... Uh, Against the outrage. Yep. It's un-Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it's political correctness gone mad. <laughs> gone mad. <laughs> uh, this is a letter to uh, the Herald Sun in Melbourne today. And, you know, obviously you've got uh, Beasley saying, it's over, get out of the pool, big brother. Yeah, yeah. You've got John Howard going, get this stupid show off the air. Then you've got uh, this bloke here, Trevor Wakeley of Thornbury. Oh, Wakers. He's not happy. Mm. With the fact that politicians are, you know, interfering in what we can watch on TV. <laughs> big Brother's <laughs> interfering with Big Brother. <laughs> That's right. But listen to what, listen to what Waker says. And this is in reference to Big Brother, adults only. Uh -huh. Freedom can only be protected in a democracy if its citizens have unrestricted access to information and ideas. <laughs> you sure that wasn't John F. Kennedy? <laughs> what information and ideas are being harvested in the Big Brother Up Late program? It's absolute. That is the bedrock of our civilization. Like, if you look back on any great civilization, uh, ancient Rome, uh, Athens, you know, where that was really powerful... Basically, it was all based around their version of Big Brother. And it was all about fighting competitions Absolute, and turkey slap. Absolutely. I mean, where are we going to be, Fleet, if we take this off the air? Where are the new ideas <laughs> about forcing your genitals into someone's <laughs> outer's face <laughs> and tearing off a big one on the couch <sighs> to the amusement of all? Where are those ideas going to be, you well, know, come from? Tone, you're a thinker, right? So you're you're already looking at the big picture. Other people, they just expect it. They don't know, you know, they don't know where these ideas come. If they took it off the air, I tell you what, suddenly people would know. There'd be tears before bedtime or after bedtime because it's up late. But it's uh, it's it is the it's the engine room of modern thought, really. <laughs> I think, therefore, I turkey slap. <laughs> I mean, you know, Mr. Howard, just leave Galen alone. He's the fount of all knowledge. <laughs> that geniuses are always persecuted. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, uh, more big ideas coming your way. On get this. On the me by the sea. That's James Blunt. Wise men here at get this on Triple M. Greg Fleet is our co-host this morning. And I'd just like to say, watching Tony Martin run across the room, <laughs> slip into a roller chair and roll up to the microphone, you go, that, my friends, is a professional right there. <laughs> I wrote down a few tricks when Bert Newton was in here last week. I noticed there's crosses on the floor where the chair rolls too. Like, it's just perfect. Oh, sort of timing. It's everything has worked out in advance on this program. <laughs> Every time I go, um... That's been scripted. Yep. Yep. And we'll where, where do these on. great thoughts come from? Big Brother up late. Of course, <laughs> the engine room of thought. From the mind of Galen. But hey, <laughs> let's cross to a man who's <sighs> been providing us with the finest World Cup update on radio. Oh, yes. I've been listening to this. This has been amazing. I've followed the World Cup purely through your show. So you know a lot about uh, Togo coach Otto Fister. Oh, the Fister. Every morning I wake up and gargle with Fister. <laughs> 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 
Did you hear he got into a fight and uh, fisticuffs resulted? Oh, no. Was it, was it F-I-S-T-A? No, it's the P. See, oh. that's only funny with the P oh, on the front. That's, that's much better. That's actually more violent. You can get out of prison for longer for indulging in P-H-I-S-T-A cuffs. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's more European. All right. Let's find out what he's got to say. I don't think he's in Germany anymore. What the? I don't think he's got anything to say about the World Cup, but let's cross to him. <laughs> Fister. 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 Well, sorry, Ed, there's no time for your segment now. How are you, buddy? I'm very good. Hello, guys. How are you all? I'm crying. That song made me cry. <laughs> Whereabouts are you? Uh, I'm in New York. I'm in Chelsea, staying with my uh, my good buddy Josh Steps from Arrival Network, and we're uh, you know we're just hanging out in Chelsea, you know, eating Thai food, looking at guys with really big muscles and stuff. It's a choice. Right. So your report from the World Cup in Germany comes to us from Chelsea, New York, where you're staying yeah. with someone from Arrival Network on Triple M's yeah. coin. Yeah, and I knew you'd say that, so I sent my friends in Germany a text message, and they texted me back saying it was fun in Berlin. So there you go. It was oh, fun. That's a that's a World Cup roundup right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ed, I've thought of a way to sort of uh, zhuzh up your segment a bit. Oh yeah. Got a new theme song for it. <laughs> Love to hear it. Here we go. Oh, I just you know what it is, Tony? It's always slightly more disgusting when you slow those graphics. Whoever that really premeditated. I just want to know whoever it is that that's doing the voice and saying Fister on the on those songs. I've never heard anyone say Fister with less passion in my life. I mean, I haven't heard many people say Fister, but with those that I have, I'm usually more excited. This is so informed the segment. Hey, Ed, how did you feel waiting on the line from the other side of the world and listening to the last 30 seconds of Wise Men? Oh, well, I came out of a coma tone because Josh just told me a story of a girl who was in England who was in a coma for 10 days, and James um, Blunt's You're Beautiful brought her out of it. <laughs> oh my okay. goodness! Because really? I didn't, I think they didn't tell you that on the other side of the world, on the exact same meridian, it put eleven people into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> coma, coma, chameleon. <laughs> Sorry, it's turning into a pun fest. Oh, that hurts so much, I might have to have a fistectomy. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop it! That's not hedinky die, in the words of the Sydney Morning Herald. Those oh. three wise men, they've got a fister by the sea. You know? <laughs> stop! Let's stop the madness now. What have you got to report on? Have you had no sleep at all, Ed? No, we went out all night last night to this uh, this place that boasts a party every night in Berlin. It's called uh, Matrix. Three levels of, like, three levels of madness. Oh. Uh, and so we, we were there pretty much all night. Then I got on a plane and I'm straight here. But I've been refreshed because in Berlin... They've got this thing called the Swedish back scratching station, and it's this it's this um, Swedish like artist come nurse, and you sit oh. down and she scratches your back, and they're like really sort of hard, and then you pay her what you think it's worth. Oh, that's right. right, but why is she an artist come nurse? <laughs> well, I think she's an, she's an artist, but she's dressed as a nurse, oh. and you say like, "Are you a nurse?" And she just sort of says, "You know, 
money, please. Right. <laughs> oh, all I heard was Swedish something, 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 nurse, something, something, pay her what you think it's worth. That's great. So, would it be fair to say that you're paying money? <laughs> the nurse is happy. She's got no money. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, An artist. Yes, there's a lot of artists just uh, down here on the street out front <laughs> yeah. of the station. Yeah, I know. Some of those artists down there. <laughs> they, they do some good work. Absolutely. <laughs> Right, so okay, this is pretty good no, stuff. Semi-final, semi-final today. Uh, the uh, the Italians they, they got up only over the Germans in the last. They, got, they scored two goals in the last two minutes. Right? Did and, they uh, did they know, cheat this time? Of course they cheated. Tony. Yeah. Of course they cheated. I, they, it's like watching an Italian soccer game. It's like watching a Don King boxing match. You know, as soon as anyone <laughs> gets, gets touched. They're lying on the ground as if they've been poleaxed, you know. It's, it's, it's horrendous <laughs> to watch, don't And what is the next event that people should be marking in their diaries? Um, World Cup-wise, is the semi-final tomorrow between France and Portugal. Is that a uh, semi by the Z? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Could be all things. So, and that's it. But it's the 4th of July here, Tone, so I'm going to a party. I'm going to a party in Brooklyn uh, to, you know, celebrate the independence and stuff. You're going to Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, we're going, we're going to, yeah, it's going to be sweet. Home of Mr. Cotter and Vinnie Barbarina. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back indeed. That is, that is... <laughs> going to be there. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's about it. Will you go up to someone, sorry, will you just for me go up to someone at the party and say, up your nose with the rubber holes? Just like some, or some even more obscure Welcome Back Cotter reference? <laughs> I should just let you know how it goes. <laughs> you really should point out, Greg, that Ed Cavalier was not even born. I know. I know. <laughs> when Welcome Back Cotter was on. I remember right? the last time we were here, we were talking about shows, you know, like Seinfeld, and he was born after that was on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Ed. We'll sign in for another informed World Cup update tomorrow. Yeah. From America. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Get this. Part of the biggest bungle the nation has ever seen. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. It's Get This on Triple M. Greg Fleet is with us this morning and uh, jumping on board with the fist of puns. Oh, it's just, it's just been too much fun. I've been, I've been thinking of more as the show's been oh, going no. on, but each one is no. actually kind of illegal and obscene. So <laughs> I keep thinking, oh, that's a great one, if I want to go to prison. Oh. So I will think of one more corker. That oh. will see if I can make the entire audience in, in Australia go, oh. What about looking for fist of good bar? Sorry, <laughs> just stop. Stop now. Somebody will get hurt. Oh, I just saw that famous actress stroke soccer coach. Kafista Flockhart oh, walked past. No. Oh, Remember Don Knotts in The Ghost and Fister Chicken? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Luckily, this bit out of the ads isn't actually part of the show. Oh, this is free. This is totally free, this bit. This is a, yeah, we, we don't have to be amusing here. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. But, hey, coming up next, we've had the most informed football report, the most informed music segment, Behind the Rock, next on Get This. Oh, there's no need for that sort of language. Let's get this. It's the Rolling Stones. It's Triple M. It's myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland on the buttons, Greg Fleet in the sidecar today. Oh, yeah. Have you guys worked together before? Yeah, we did. Oh, we've worked. We've been together. 
done theatre sports together. We've done theatre sports. We've uh, we've even done a stint on uh, very early morning radio over in uh, the beautiful metropolis of Adelaide. And did that end in tears, like it did for Marty Sheargold? Uh, I, it was it, it was me vacating that seat that gave Marty Sheargold his big break. Right? Was that because you didn't have enough traction, enough cut through, enough sizzle? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't really connecting with the demographic. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what demographic meant, but I did have written into my contract that there was no way they could force me to say icy cold cans of Coke. <laughs> oh, look, it's that kind of program. It's Triple M. It's where we really uh, provide the finest uh, examples of rock history because I think it's mm. part of Triple M's duty. Oh, absolutely. As the leading rock network to educate people about the past, the young people. Absolutely. Uh, I remember one day uh, in, in the 80s, remember that day when Triple M won off air? It was an accident. Something went wrong. Yes. And uh, all the people that were born on that day know, statistically know, a tiny bit less about rock <laughs> than, uh, than other people. They know nothing about Foreigner? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You, if you go up to them and say, we built this city on, they go, oh, the bricks, mortar? You know, no. No. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Totally wrong. Fall to yourself, burden to others. <laughs> uh, but we have, have you heard our segment Behind the Rock? I haven't. I have not heard this segment. I've heard of it. Well, it's where we sort of uh, focus on more obscure figures from the history of rock music, oh, okay. uh, people whose efforts haven't been recognised. And I want to talk today about uh, somebody connected with Simple Minds. Simple Minds, you remember with Jim Keir? Oh, I do indeed. Um, well, he, he married at one stage Chrissy Hine from the Pretenders. And I think he, when he got married, he was crouching. Oh yeah, I have an image of him crouching as he said that. He loves crouching. He loves crouching in a big billowy pirate shirt. The <laughs> promised you a miracle. There was oh. just nothing but crouching. Oh, promiscuity miracle. And then I don't know what he says after that. He can't tell because he's below the microphone. Because um, he's in a crouching position. He's, he's way Scottish. He's, he's the only person who could take Michael Hutchinson in the crouching oh. uh, championships. They used to call him. He was actually... Uh, the, in in the, the title of the film, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, <laughs> the, 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 he was the Crouching Tiger part of that. Because, of course, when he came, he was born in Australia. Yeah. Going, hey, Crouching Tiger, what are you doing? And uh, I really wish I hadn't said that last bit. It was going quite well. It was better when it was the Scottish Crouching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, let's stop beating around the bush. Oh, well, let's hear more about this. Who is this, this man you speak of? Allow me to explain... This week on Triple M's Behind the Rock, the remarkable true story behind the Simple Minds hit, Don't You, Brackets, Forget About Me. Uh, yeah, yeah, my name's uh, Terry Palmer, and uh, I was the autocue operator at the Top of the Pops um, on the night that Simple Minds did the uh, song from The Breakfast Club, uh, Don't You, Brackets, uh, Forget About Me, for the very first time. And uh, it was a god almighty cock-up. What basically happened was that, I mean, the whole thing was uh, not properly uh, prepared. Um, I think the song had only been written that afternoon down the pub by, uh, by mistake. I think somebody was knocking it up for the end credits of the, the John Hughes film and everyone just thought that, uh, you know, Huey Lewis and the News would do it because uh, I think they'd done... 755 end credit songs in the 12 month period and uh, somehow the minds uh, copped it and uh, there we all were at TOTP and uh, I, I just I got everything else about and uh, it wasn't on there for, for Jim Kerr who you know bless his heart uh, forged on but there's you know crouching 
only get you so far. He did a lot of crouching. Um, I think he vamped uh, about three and a half minutes of crouching, but the audience, I think, were eventually were onto him, and uh, uh, sadly it all fell apart. From uh, oh, you're not going to you're not going to show the footage. <laughs> there we go. That'd be your Eskimo Joe, Black Fingernails, Red Wine here at Get This on Triple M, where Mr. Greg Fleet is sitting in. and It's been great, and I've got to say, I learned so much from that uh, that uh, Behind the Rock uh, bit on Simple Minds and Jim Kerr, which was... Yes. But, uh, and, and I'm being a bit of a rock historian, and a lot of people might not know this, but Jim Kerr from Simple Minds was actually responsible for bringing down the Whitlam government in uh, really? 1975. Yes, uh, he was uh, not only the lead singer of Simple Minds, but if you notice any pictures of the Governor-General of Australia <laughs> at that time, he's crouching, crouching <laughs> down. He? Yep, giving it a bit of, uh, bit of that. So he dismissed the government from a crouching position. From a crouching, exactly. The only time in history that a government has been dismissed in from a crouching position. And by someone from the new romantic movement. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Curse Kerr. It was the, uh, well, God... Well, may you say, God save the Queen. Yeah. Because nothing will save simple minds, was the original <laughs> quote by Goff. And it got changed over time, of course. You know. Well, may you say, when you walk on. <laughs> because nothing will save. And you say my name. I voted New Romantic for years. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. It was the voting booth had hexagonal drums in it. Everyone was so excited. Like, the Romantic movement was fine. Yeah. But it was very stale. And then suddenly... It's like, when Tony Blair came in, new romantic. It was all, you yeah. know, it was, it, was, it was exciting. Obviously. Secretary of State Howard Jones. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Meeting foreign dignitaries and going, like to get to know you well. <laughs> Are we still on air, do you think? <laughs> and where were they going to have the, uh, the summit? Wasn't it? Ah, uh, Vienna. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is going on on this program today? It's my fault. It's always my fault. There's always time for uh, a bit of a climb, though, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Up Talkback Mountain, yes. <laughs> 
Was that a goat and an alarm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just checking. <laughs> it tests well. 18 to 24s. Oh, that is the demographic for your goat stroke alarm clock. Triple M got on the blower and said, what do you want to hear? A little less rock, more goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what about... The mistress of disguise. Have you been, uh, you know, defrauded yet by the mistress? She's getting around. She's Australia's most elusive criminal. I, I think I have, but I, I'm not sure because she's so good at what she does. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was her or not, but I'm pretty sure I have. Jodie Harris, that's one of her many aliases. Mm. Uh, she's passed herself off as a doctor, a flight attendant, a businesswoman, the niece of slain underworld figure Mario Condello, and James Blunt actually oh, filled in for him for three weeks. She actually... Oh, I was <laughs> wondering about that. But she reportedly used a stolen interstate police badge to infiltrate Victoria's crime squad years ago. She is believed to have uh, tricked an interstate police agency into letting her work as an undercover police officer. She's constantly <laughs> calling up the cops, taunting them, challenging them to catch her. You know, she, she did one really clever thing. She rang the police, I don't know, in Queensland or something and said, all right, I'm that woman and I, I want to hand myself in. I'm sick of this life of crime and everything. And, uh, and basically got from them what they knew about her. And yes. they said, well, look, we know you've done this and this and this. And then she went, ah, uh, thanks for the information. See you later. <laughs> and, just, and they went, oh, you got me with your clever wordplay. Lousy, stupid mistress of disguise. <laughs> she's oh, I pulled my own headphones off. Uh, that often happens. <laughs> oh, you, no one's ever made me laugh so much that I ripped my own headphones. Otto Fister will do that to <laughs> you. Fister will, but, you know. What about, uh, she's now, look, there's more. Oh. There's more on the mistress. Are you sure that's her? Because it might be a disguise. <laughs> it could be her. It could be Kofi Annan. <laughs> a Victorian policeman has gone on indefinite sick leave and is refusing to answer questions about his engagement to a <gasps> notorious con woman who has fleeced tens of thousands of dollars from unsuspecting victims across Australia. So oh. she's engaged to a cop. And and when asked to describe her, what she looked like, he just did one of those weird identikit pictures of like a round head with a neck, you know, like no one knows. Which she is a remarkable. She left photos of herself and and an airline steward's outfit in one of her motel rooms. They went ah. Now we've got it because we know she's worked as an airline steward. Here's her photo. I was like, if she's that good at what she does, then she probably looks. In, they're not her photos, you know. <laughs> no, the <laughs> cop holding the thing was her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I could tell because the photo was actually of Greg Wiggle from the Wiggles, and I went, hang on, she can't be that good. She's the mistress of disguise. She's going to marry a cop. What will that <laughs> ceremony be like? Do you take this woman? What woman? Where's she gone? Is that her? Is that who I'm marrying? <laughs> Where is she? She's behind you. But marrying a cop and still being the mistress of disguise. Because she'll never leave disguise, you know? No. She is the mistress of disguise. He she controls her. Yeah. His disguise is the puppet master. She'll be um, serving and obeying her husband. Oh, yes, indeed. But somewhere, a little mistress of disguise still mm. running free. But isn't that what makes someone attractive? I think it is. Mm -hmm. That and a sudden bizarre name change. Because <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what we're talking about up the mountain today. Here's a case from Adelaide. Now, I've got to be careful because this is still in court. I don't want to comment on the case itself, just the bloke's name. Have a listen to this. An Adelaide concreter who used the name of Bon Jovi guitarist Richie Sambora to allegedly defraud banks and financial institutions of $37 million in loans has denied the charges. Romeo Pacifico, why would you change your name? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'd love to be Romeo Pacifico. Pacifico is fantastic. You could put out a series of albums reminiscent with Romeo Pacifico. Concrete with Pacifico went to Rafaco. <laughs> See, why didn't he stick with that? <laughs> because by going... 
Richie Tambora, the concrete pourer. See, either way, <laughs> either way, you can't go wrong. Why would you change your name from Romeo Pacifico? I wouldn't. He's a graduate of the Idiotech. <laughs> he legally changed his name to Richie Sambora. Legally? Yeah, it's all above board. And anyway, then it goes on to talk about the 86 charges. We can't talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. We know nothing. But a concreter called Richie Sambora. Would you do that? Would you change your name? Mm. Hello, I've come to see about your plumbing. It's me, Gary Newman. <laughs> oh, you, you, the guy comes to do the concreting and doesn't do a very good job. Someone walks out. I'm disgusted with this. I want to see your boss. Get me John Bon Jovi right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, who have you had? You've had Stephen Tintin Duffy through here. Who's done this driveway? Howard Jones? I love it. Just for no reason, changing your name. I reckon that the 86 charges may well be the 86 tracks off the albums that John Bon Jovi have put out. Uh, this is what we want to talk about. Change you, your name. Does anyone change? Have you changed your name? No, Richard I haven't. Castle? No, no, no. This is a this is my real name. Is it really? Unfortunately, yeah. I, I haven't changed mine, but I know I know uh, that some people have. Um, Marion Martin. It was a, uh, an original name of someone famous, which was John Wayne. Oh, really? And uh, I don't know if you know this, but do you remember Francis the Talking Mule? Yes, who yes. Who was on uh, TV? Uh, his real name is Rene Lawrence. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, um, you know, a lot of people have done it over the years. Uh, Francis the Talking Mule. <laughs> that was a drug mule reference, not a, a physical um, degradation reference. No, we saved him for a later time slot. <laughs> Along with the turkey slap. And give us a call. Tell us why you changed your name. Talkback Mountain. Let's go for a climb. One triple three five three. That'd be Iggy Pop with Candy here at Get This on Triple M where we're up a certain hillock. Talkback oh. Hillock with the assistance of Greg Fleet and, of course, Richard Marsden pressing buttons. We want to know who's changed their name because there's a concreter in Adelaide who's changed his name to Richie Sambora. Uh-huh. And his original name, Tone? The wonderful Romeo? Pacifico! Pacifico is so cool. Why uh, would you change that? I don't know. Well, we, the, it actually says why in the ad, in the, uh, not the ad, the uh, article, but yeah. it would be prejudicial yeah. of us to, uh, to say what it is. That'd be like talking about Alan Jones on here. We can't do that. <laughs> no, we certainly can't do that. I'd love to talk about Alan Jones, but I'd probably go to prison for the things that I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, we could get a segment out of that. But there's no time because we need to meet people who have changed their names or know someone who's changed their names. Who have we got? Uh, Are they Ian? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Very good. And you've had a name change? Uh, No, actually, I have a friend who's um, kind of got divorced. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. Well, (laughs) actually, definitely got divorced. Okay. And decided that um, she didn't want to keep the bloke's name that she'd taken. I think it was like Carney or Smith or some some ordinary, fairly ordinary name. Yeah. And uh, also that she didn't really wasn't really keen on going back to her original name. So she just picked one out of a favourite movie. Now her first name, I'm, and I'm testing you, Tony, especially giving your your weird film knowledge. Oh. She, her first name was Nicole, so she went for Delancre. Oh, Delancre! What is that from? Oh. I know it. Nicole Delancre. Oh, oh, give I, it a I round. Think I, I think I know. It's stuck in my head. I know I what it it's, is. It's the their um, it's a sort of French period thing. Um, That's right. Uh, um, the, the, it's something to do with being vicious. Um, yeah, it's uh, good too. Uh, dude, where's my car? No, no, no. Close. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the Cinderella story. Yeah, and it's got um, it's it's uh, it, the, the, something about being nasty. Yeah, or, you've got um, no idea, dude. Or even, and it's dangerous liaisons. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like that. Oh, uh, leave it up. It's ever after. Oh, I've never I, seen I, that. That's yeah. what I meant by yeah, nasty. True. Is that with Drew Barrymore? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Oh, oh, just just one other thing, guys. You were yes. talking about, um, you know, having Gary Newman 
do with the concreting. Mm-hmm. I think with Gary Newman, he'd be more like working on cars, wouldn't he? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. And obviously, obviously. De- determining whether your friends are electric. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and every now and then uh, doing the windows and uh, making sure we are glass. Yes, mm. and just being startled by a lava lamp for no reason. <laughs> he's, a, he's one of those, ro- used to be a rock star, now I'm a pilot. <laughs> so, oh, wait a minute. Did you just say, I'm getting startled by a lava lamp for no reason? Yeah, often on album covers, you'd just be recalling from a pyramid of light. <laughs> Sentences like that sneak up on me, darling. <laughs> like Fister Madley. Uh, do we have Matt on the line? You there, Matt? Uh, Regan, unfortunately. So oh, I just changed his name already <laughs> since the commencement of the segment. Are you there, Regan? Yeah, mate. What's happened? Uh, I've got a mate who changed his name to Trips to Free Cannabis. <laughs> Trips, trips to free cannabis. Trips to free cannabis. Yep. Is that one name? name? Oh, sorry. Trip? No, no, no. First, middle, and last. No. Oh, that is so. And 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 when he gets to be say fifty-five years old, I think he he won't he won't be at all over that. I yeah. thought you were going to say when he gets to be be commissioner of police, <laughs> uh, officer free cannabis. Uh, anything you'd like to report? And has anything happened to him since that's happened? No, I think it was just a silent protest to. Um, you know, legalise it, but uh, he's since changed it back. Oh, he's <laughs> changed it back. It's, it's changed it back to an old one. It's lukewarm, Keach, now. Oh, okay. Oh, very nice. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like that bloke who uh, was involved in a punch-on with um, uh, Gary Ablett at their car yard. Oh. And his, his surname is Of The Sea. Did you notice that? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> they go, Mr. Of The Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. If he was French, he'd be called uh La <laughs> Mr. Of the Sea. Was he like? Did he own a fish and chip shop or something? Yeah, he a semi. <laughs> a semi. Barry uh, of the Sea. Uh, thank you, Regan, and uh, his friend, Free Cannabis. Uh, <laughs> have we got Fiona on the line? Yeah. Fiona. Yes. Hello. Do you know of a name change? I do know of a name change. Um, my sister's boss, when she was married, married an Austrian guy, yep. and his name used to be Wolfgang Vanker. <laughs> Oh. But because he came to Australia and the way that they spell Vanka, he changed his name to Paget <laughs> to his wife's maiden name. So, especially considering his wife actually has a um, pretty big ballet studio in Newcastle. <laughs> so, yeah, it wouldn't be very good if um, the ballet studio even changed its name to being Nicole Paget Ballet Studio to Nicole Wanker Pad- <laughs> Ballet Studio. So, Ironically, uh, Paget means wanker in Belgian. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And wanker in uh, Austrian actually means pageant. Like that's why I always have uh, uh, like a beauty wanker or uh, uh, you know Miss Wanker. Oh no, no, I haven't thought this through at all. Um, but uh, Austria, of course, Austria, of course, home of Hank Fister, the uh, '70s tennis legend. Uh, yes, and the legal firm of uh, Fister Wanker and Pageant. Absolutely. Oh, they do a lot of international uh, um, uh, p- paving and cement uh, work. In fact, they are the company that's representing uh, Richie Tambora. Yes. Or uh, Romeo Pacifico. Construction it? work and onanism. <laughs> under the one roof at last. Absolutely. Finally. Onanism we are. <laughs> Have we got still Fiona on the line? You there, Fiona? There are, the other thing I thought was rather strange is there's a, a business out there called Amway, yeah. and their rival is called Omega Trend. And they're also Omega Trend um, heads or something like that. So it'd be really weird if you, they had the, one of their heads of um, 
distribution being a wanker. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> You've really thought this through. Yeah, they don't really like, I think they've done well by changing their name, but unfortunately they've let their friends know that, you know, his name actually used to be that, so it's not really working very well for them. <laughs> their friends work. having a good snicker behind their back. <laughs> Nicely done, Fiona. I think you could probably come in and co-host this show with that kind of thinking. And just, you've seen me do it, Fiona, so it's clearly not difficult. No. <laughs> I think we are out of time, too. We've um, talked fisters and wankers, frankly, way too much. Mm, I, I went a bit heavy on the fister action. Confista Flockhart was probably a, a name too far. <laughs> was it a name too far? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you got anything to plug, Fleety? Uh, not really, just the, the excellence of life itself. Uh, I, I, I uh, will plug this show next Tuesday. <laughs> uh, You're back here next Tuesday. Oh, what a coincidence, because oh, I will be. I, I, you probably don't know that, but I'm coming back whether you like it or not. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> and if I don't find a concreter who's changed his name, to Larry Mullins Jr. I'll be very angry. <laughs> that we will consider ourselves failures. Thanks for coming in. Thanks to everyone who called. And I think today's key phrase was... Uh, Ooh, possibly... Oh, that really hurt. I'm, I'm going to have to get a fist to me. <laughs> we apologise to anybody and everybody concerned. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. All thanks to the all-new Mercedes-Benz Vito. The answer is yes, I do.